Hi, I'm Jen, and this is Talking in Bed, the podcast where I discuss niche interests, burning questions, movies, TV shows, foreign languages, and other sundry topics. If you like unfocused, opinion-based shows, then stick around. (laughs) Hello, and welcome back. I don't really know how to do this anymore. (laughs) Because I've been gone for, last episode was October 20th, so the steam that I was progressively losing as I worked through Alice in Wonderland, you know, the, I really couldn't maintain that. I um, also traveled in November, so that kind of took up some, you know, I just don't have my normal um, space, you know, and, uh, I don't really know what to talk about today, but I feel like if I don't get on here, uh, you know, I just have to figure it out. Um, if I don't record, then maybe I won't ever record, you know, it's like, this is as good a time as any. Um, so how have you been? Are you doing well? If you're not, I'm very sorry. I, uh, I hope that maybe tomorrow will be better. That's all we can hope for. Um, how was your Thanksgiving, Canadian or American? Uh, are you, how was your Hanukkah? Are you looking forward to Christmas or having a day off? Uh, I don't think that many people celebrate. I'm sure that there are people who celebrate Kwanzaa, but it's not as... Um, I, I don't think I've ever met somebody who celebrated Kwanzaa, honestly. Um... And I think I had heard once, God, who knows what the source was, right? But I heard something like, because Kwanzaa was really like created in the 60s by a a doctor. Uh, I don't know if he was a medical or whatever kind of philosophical doctor. <laughs> um, and it was sort of put together, obviously, as a way for... Uh, black Americans to celebrate their African heritage and um, and at the time uh, there weren't really like African American studies classes it wasn't really something in college colleges that, that were being taught it wasn't as much of a discussion so um Kwanzaa offered a way for people to foster that sense of connection and then with the rise of um, I guess African Americans going on to secondary education and you know much more study into the black experience in America um, that kind of changed how people how people related to their 
heritage. Um, but that's just something I, I heard. I don't even know when. But I think the, you know, the concept is very nice. You know, it was born out of a very, out of a necessity for feeling that connection. Um, but I think it's funny, you know, like Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and Ramadan often just get kind of like, at least in America, they just get really like thrown together as like, oh, you don't celebrate Christmas? Okay, we'll just take the nearest holiday and <laughs> that'll all be part of the holidays, you know. And of course it is. Obviously, Ramadan doesn't always happen in December. It moves around. And ha- Hanukkah doesn't, you know, s- sometimes it happens in November. You know, it's usually, it's generally within the same time period. But I think Ramadan can move quite a lot, actually. Like, it can be in springtime sometimes. I think. I'm not totally sure, though. Um... And Kwanzaa always starts on the 26th of December, I think. Um, But it is just funny that... Is it funny? I don't know. I'm losing... I'm losing steam here because I don't... um, (coughs) I don't have a really clear (laughs) path of where I'm going with this. It is... I'm sure there's something problematic with, uh, I don't know, with lumping all those holidays together as sort of the ersatz Christmas holidays. And I'm not saying I'm sure there's something problematic with it in a sense to mean, well, everything's a problem these days. Obviously, I don't mean that. What I mean is... There's probably something that I'm missing. It seems a little too, like, um, innocently, um, covering your bases without, uh, really recognizing the reality of those other holidays, right? Um, and somebody who's much well much better versed on that would probably have something more interesting to say. Um, <clears throat> well, I don't feel good about the first six and a half minutes of this podcast, I have to say. <laughs> I feel really self-conscious and um, the compost that we have needs to go out. So that's, and I'm looking right at it, so that's not great. Um, you probably don't know this, but in Germany, there's a lot of, uh, garbage separating that goes on here. So you separate plastics, but by plastics, I mean everything that comes in plastic. So a bag of the bag for chips, um, like packaging for sliced cheese or cold cuts uh, when you get a letter, the little plastic window in the letter, in the envelope, rather, those all go into the yellow trash bin. And people are pretty 
what's the word, fastidious about separating that. You also have paper. They separate paper. Then um, you have your compost. So everybody composts here. Well, I mean, whatever, like, no, no, actually, I think you, I don't think you have an option. There is no option to not compost. I suppose there is a household trash. That's the black bin. And um, that's trash that can't be reused. And it's like um, tissues and masks now. And, um... Like receipts from the grocery store, that's all it can't be used anymore. So that goes into household trash. And then bottles. Bottles are a big topic in Germany. So um, you separate you separate your glass bottles. And then they're very into um, deposit, getting the deposit back on bottles here. And Germans drink a lot of bottled water they uh, in general they only drink bottled water now that's not to say that all Germans drink bottled water of course there are outliers but culturally the standard would be to drink bottled water and not just bottled water but sparkling water so when a German person like <laughs> goes to the gym or when they wake up in the morning, the first sip, the sip of water that they are taking in the morning, the drink that they, the water that they drink at the gym to like, you know, when they're working out, I would say, let's say eight times out of 10, that water is going to be sparkling water, carbonated water and like really carbonated, like not some kind of gentle, like a whisper of bubbles. It's like, punching you in the face with carbonation not flavored I mean they do drink plenty of soda but their water is bottled sparkling water and thank god that my husband is not a sparkling water drinker So he does buy bottled water. He doesn't really drink tap water. The tap water here is perfectly safe to drink, by the way. Completely safe. Fine. Uh, I'm not really sure why people don't drink tap water here, to be quite honest. Um, I'm, you know, you would think probably just over the years of the various wars that have gone on, they probably have not felt like the tap source is the safest but I I don't actually know why that is um so my husband drinks bottled still water and I drink tap mostly um now I I don't I've grown to sort of accept sparkling water But I would never drink it when I'm working out. I would never drink it when I wake up in the morning. That's horrible. Uh, (laughs) But I will drink it uh, if I'm at like my mother-in-law's house or if I'm, you know, out 
if I'm at another German person's house having dinner or something, I will drink sparkling water in that case because I, <laughs> I almost feel like the carbonation kind of washes the food down in a different way than still does. Um, so that is really the only scenario where carbonation, carbonated water is acceptable for me. Um, and when I first came to Germany a long time ago now, in January, it'll be nine years, which is really like alarming. Uh, I was at my ex-boyfriend's house and he lived out in the countryside in West, Western Germany. And, uh, for whatever reason, I don't really know why that happened sometimes, but the water was very sulfuric, so it smelled horrible. It smelled like rotten eggs. And I guess you could have drank it, but it was so, you know, the smell was just not nice that it didn't make, it wouldn't have made drinking it very, like, appealing. And his family was very traditional um, Germans who drank sparkling water morning, noon, and night. And that's all they had in the house. Now, why this, I'm allowed to say it because he's my ex-boyfriend, why this idiot did not just take me to the grocery store and buy still water for me, I don't really know, but I suffered for about three days when I got there until I was at a breaking point from drinking sparkling water which I started mixing with orange juice because I couldn't I was so could not tolerate the flavor of the sparkling water and it a hundred percent has a flavor of course so I was mixing orange juice in to try and make it more palatable but I was like I was literally I think I might have cried or I was nearly crying one day because I couldn't handle drinking any more bubbly liquid and we went into a store and we, he didn't tell me, here's a bottle of still water. I got like a, what would you call it? Just like a, a mixed fruit drink. I don't know how to explain that. Just a juice, basically. But it was still, right? It was not sparkling. And I will never forget the taste. The juice is delicious, actually. It's called a... Uh, I think it was Christian and it's multivitamin juice and it's just very tasty. I think it's just a mix of kind of different, um, I, I don't even know what the heck is in multivitamin, like orange juice, but all other stuff that makes it really sweet. Mango, maybe <laughs> I have to check that. Okay. So they, oh, the Wikipedia for multivitamin Multivitamin Saft, Saft is juice in German, is uh, apples, oranges, bananas, um, passion fruit, clementines, and pineapples. So kind of citrusy, but not in a burning way. It's a really nice balance, uh, sweetness and acidity wise. And it was so smooth, like going into my body. And <laughs> the feeling of relief that I had from not having to drink bubbly, a bubbly drink was so like, 
it, it was a real, <laughs> I don't know, it was a very memorable moment for me. But why, I don't know why this stupid moron didn't just take me to the store. They sell still water here. And the, you know, the dumb part is that the bottles usually say still on them. It's not like it's some crazy other word. Uh, I, I guess still is German, right? And um, so anyway, so Germans drink a lot of bottled water, a lot. And they honestly, you know, for people who are very kind of like, they try to be very conscientious about waste, right? That's why they do all the separating that they do. They create so much waste by uh, drinking all that bottled water. They do recycle it. They're, they are just as fastidious about separating as they are about recycling or the other way around. And they like to get the deposit back on the bottles because it goes toward buying the next, like, you buy like a crate of bottled water, basically. Big bottles, but, you know, um, I don't know how much they are. A liter. So you, the standard bottle that you would get is a one liter bottle of water and you can buy a crate of those. And um, so they will drink their crate of water. They'll take it back to the store with the crate, with the plastic crate. And when you give it back, there is actually a separate, not a separate, you have the return machine and you have the place where you can put individual bottles and cans into. And then they'll have a, a little conveyor belt at the bottom and you just put the crate on there with the empty bottles in it and you put it in and it accepts it. And so you get some deposit back and you take that little receipt, right? You know how that works and you just give it to the cashier. And um, so that's a big part of <laughs> that. That is a, a very, um, what would you say? I think for people who come to Germany from I can only really speak for coming to Germany from America. Uh, that's, you, you would kind of think, wow, these people are like obsessed with their garbage, you know, <laughs> and how it's being sorted. Now, of course, a couple of years ago, it was found out that like, and I lo- know absolutely nothing about this, but most countries are kind of sending their garbage off to China or Southeast Asia and uh, it's not really being recycled or it's not being disposed of properly or even that some countries kind of don't want to deal with dirty garbage, which is kind of seems like an oxymoron, right? Now, <clears throat> with the composting... As far, now I know even less about this, but when I lived in Berlin, their garbage company, BVB, I want to say, I don't know what that stands for, but I think it's BVB, BVS, something like BV something. Um, They have these big orange garbage trucks and around Berlin, you'll see orange garbage bins with like funny little uh, garbage related puns on them and 
I think probably in an effort to keep the city somewhat cleaner, they make the garbage cans very distinctive. And in fact, when I go to other cities, uh, it's kind of difficult to find a garbage can because they're not bright orange. So the garbage trucks in Berlin, at least, I think in other places in Germany, including where I am now, They use the compost as a source of fuel. I've asked Ben to, my husband, I feel like I haven't recorded in so long. I kind of don't know, like, you know, what do you remember about me? (laughs) I think I've asked him probably two or three times, like, how do they get fuel out of the compost? And I, I don't really know. I think it's something like, And I guess he does, but, you know, whatever. It's not like it's his job to know that. So (laughs) he he may have, like, some inkling, but not a full concept of what is happening exactly. But it's something like they use the the fumes? I I don't know. I'm clearly. But anyway, the compost is being used for purposes? things it's not just like garbage but you have to be it's very kind of like uh it's very strict about what goes into the um compost right so really just uh there's some things that can't go in there like the rind of cheese I don't think that can go in there I'm looking at the compost bag and it says fruit Fruit and vegetable, you know, whatever you have left over or is rotting. Potatoes, fruit, and eggshells. Coffee, uh, you know, grounds. And filters, but obviously they would have to be biodegradable. Tea bags, which is kind of surprising. And then uncooked, like leftover food. I guess that's rotting food. Um, and finally, when it comes to garbage separating, they separate their glass bottles that do not have a deposit on them. And kind of generously dispersed throughout German neighborhoods. I don't I don't really know if you live really in the countryside. I don't really know where you take your glass bottles. I guess probably when you go shopping and you're going to return your your plastic bottles to get the deposit back, you probably pack your glass bottles and they have bins for the glass there. If you're in like a more, you know, country area and so then you separate your green glass your white glass and your brown glass and I'm always very very unsure about if there can be stuff you know like sometimes we'll buy like I don't know tomato sauce but we only use half the jar and then it gets moldy and you know who wants to open a jar of moldy tomato sauce, you know? that Those kind of moments are really difficult. I've got moldy tomato sauce. I kind of think that the glass place doesn't want dirty glass, but 
that means I have to open the jar and dispose of the tomato sauce somehow. I'm totally unsure if I can put tomato sauce down the drain. So my option is to put it into the compost bag, but that's gross and it has to go out immediately when it gets anything wet inside of it. Because they, well, here's an interesting thing, is that there is a kind of plastic that is used for the compost bags that is biodegradable. And we used to use them here in the city where I live. Uh, and then they they switched, I guess, probably even though the plastic is biodegradable, it's not very quick, quickly biodegradable. And um, so in our building, at least, maybe the whole city, I'm not really sure. It might be something that the garbage, comp- the local, you know, garbage sanitation department, like, has... <laughs> decreed they've ordered us to stop using the plastic and only use brown paper bags like a lunch bag basically I mean it is specifically like sold as this is a compost organic compost bag so now so we used to have a bin that was covered for the plastic bag and you could let the plastic bag kind of hang out for a bit before it got really nasty but you you know in like summer I can't even tell you the kind of things that I've seen in summertime disposing of a compost bag like really disgusting maggots you know really I mean rough and that's after you know Definitely, I've left the bag in there for too long. I've been like, this, I'm disgusting. (laughs) But in summer, if it's hot, a compost bag will go bad in two days. But now, because we use this brown paper bag, it it doesn't matter what the weather is. It will, uh, the bag is not like able to handle... (laughs) Uh, compost material for more than two to three days. If I put it into the bin, I will forget about it. And that's a whole other issue. So I have to keep this bag on the counter. And that's the only way that that bag will get out in enough time, you know. And... um. I don't like it. It's not, you know, fun to me to have a rotting bag of garbage on the counter. And there is no way to sort of close it. So we just have to like roll it closed. No, it's not. It, it's not like. Uh, I don't think it's like a stinking bag. I mean, now, obviously, sometimes there are days where it's gone too on. It's gone on too long and it's it doesn't smell great. But in general, it's not, I'm probably, I'm making it sound kind of really disgusting. Like it's, it's not that, (laughs) if it's really bad, like when I got back from my trip, I had to clean out the fridge things that I was kind of like, I can't do anything about this right before the trip. So I'll have to deal with this after. So then I had to do a sort of mass opening of terrifying containers and disposal, you know. And um, that bag has to go out immediately, right? So 
it's not like I'm I'm letting the grossest things sit here. Mostly it's uh, coffee grounds and um, like fruit and carrot ends, you know. That's mostly what it is. So it's not completely repulsive. And I, I, you know, it's not even like there's an issue with fruit flies that might be coming up into your head. Uh, in the summertime, there will be fruit flies. But, you know, if you're pretty quick about it with the bag, then it's it's really not that bad. You can avoid it. And, of course, I feel like I'm, I guess I, I don't really know what's, totally happening with this stuff but (laughs) I feel like okay I'm I guess I'm doing something to help I don't really know but um when I go home uh I kind of it, it is I've really adapted to the separating kind of lifestyle you know, obviously I do, I separate my garbage into, what is it? One, two, three, four, like five different containers potentially, uh, or methods of disposal at least. And then when I go home and it's sort of just recycling and, uh, garbage, you know, and so it's crazy to me to watch people throw things out that could be recycled that's kind of odd to me and like sometimes I'll put things in the wrong garbage and you know it's supposed to go in recycling but I sort of thought oh I guess we're just putting everything into the garbage you know so it's a little bit uh kind of that's a little cultural um shift I guess you would say because I'm sure on that same trip where I had the carbonated water for three days and was crying, um, I had eaten like, you know, I had a candy wrapper and I probably, God only knows where I put it, into the compost bin or maybe into just the household non-recyclable trash. And it was like, not a big deal, but it was like a, a topic of like, oh, you can't put that into the household trash. You know, you have to put it into the plastic. And it was like, so I've gone from not understanding the German system to being confused by the American system. So that's my story on that. Well, this is not, I didn't think this was going to become a garbage episode. <laughs> I mean, I knew it would be a garbage episode, but I didn't know it would be a garbage episode. Um, I don't know if anybody cares, (laughs) but I will really try to make more episodes. I think I got very, um, got very thrown off by the reading element of things. I did enjoy doing that, but that really kind of, that took me out of any kind of rhythm, I, I must say. And so I wouldn't like to do that again. I would not like to give myself a task that I don't feel like I can deal with. I'm, I'm sort of trying to shift out of that in my life is uh, taking on tasks that I don't think I want to do, you know. So I'm going to keep this one nice and short, you know, and uh, I'll be sure to 
talk to you very soon. I hope that the, if you're listening to this in the present day, I hope that you are enjoying your December. I hope that the weather has been seasonable for you wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this. And I hope that whoever is the leader of your country is doing a good job or that there are, if they're not, then I hope that there are other people in your country who are trying to do a good job and you should support them. So, so long. Talk to you later. Bye.